Hello, and welcome to the Pioneering Today podcast with me, Melissa K. Norris, where we inspire your faith and your pioneer roots. Today is episode number 95, and I am going to be sharing, it was originally titled Three Tips, but it ended up evolving into a lot more than three. So let's say five tips for a frugal homestead and homemade Christmas. And as we share these tips, as we get into the further ones, they are definitely more homestead related, but really even these beginning ones, even though they may seem simple, have really been key in helping me to keep our Christmas season where it needs to be so that we don't overspend and that we enjoy the season because it's not just about money, but it's also about our time. And I also want to specify, even though this is titled a homemade and homestead Christmas, we do talk about purchasing things because there is very few, I don't know if there's really any homesteaders that truly are able to produce everything themselves and raise it on their homestead that they use. So we do love to use as much as we can that we grow from our own land and homestead, but many of you don't actually have yet a full-on homestead where you're producing livestock and able to grow everything and then be able to gift that as well. Though we are gearing this towards being a frugal and homemade Christmas, we do talk about purchasing things and sometimes it's supplies to make homemade gifts for people and other times it's actually purchasing a gift to give them. Now for me, most of the time what I will do is I will make up homemade gifts and I will talk about that in the latter part of the episode, but I also will give a store-bought gift with the homemade gift. So it either is to stretch the homemade things or it's something that I find that fits within our budget, which we're gonna talk about that in great detail here in just a moment. But it is an item that I find that I really know that the person will love. And so I get that for them. But it's not just purchasing anything from the store or the act of purchasing a gift to give to someone that we're focusing on. I am excited today. What I want to share with you and talk about is three tips for a homemade, homestead, frugal Christmas that you can start and should be starting to do now if you haven't already. The very first tip, and that tip is budgeting. Budgeting is gonna actually, this is gonna be a two-fold tip because when we're planning out gifts to give for a homemade Christmas, we're not only budgeting our money and our funds, but we have to budget our time because we live as much as I love an old-fashioned everything, we are definitely in a fast-paced, world and society and we don't have a whole lot of extra time so you need to realistically account for how much time you have available to make your homemade gifts what we need to do is budget is twofold it is going to be our money so you we need to figure out if you don't already have a monthly budget for your funds then you are definitely going to want to do that i've got some budgeting podcasts and some budgeting posts that can help get you um, on a budget and give you some tools to do that but you're gonna we really talk about getting down and dirty and setting a budget with tips on how to do that is episode number 37 so you can get all of the links and everything that we're referencing and talking about today you can grab at melissaknorris.com click on the podcast button and this is episode number 95, but episode number 37 will give you some really great resources on creating a budget. We also have an episode that I will link to as well that is nine tips to save money that even frugal people sometimes miss. So those will both serve you very well. 
have to take your budget and then you're going to have to figure out out of your monthly budget, you know, your regular funds that you've got, how much of that you're going to be devoting to Christmas. So if you're just now figuring out that budget at the time of this recording, it is November 3rd, then you're going to be able to take whatever extra funds you've got either put away or that you can take from your regular monthly budget for November and December. And it's really important that you do set a budget because it is so easy. I tell you what, you guys, my love language is giving gifts. I love to give gifts to people. So if I'm not careful and I don't have that exact set budget down, then I will just go crazy and I will get I will blow my budget because I'm so excited to get these things for people that I love and I think that they're going to really love. That's why I say definitely have a budget and a time budget too because we want to enjoy the holidays and the season and the relationships that we have with people, especially this time of year, all year, but especially at Christmas. We don't factor in how much time that we realistically can spend to making our homemade gifts and, and putting these things together. We can get frazzled real quick and then it is not a happy, joyous season, right? So those are my first two tips that I want you to do. And they're going to apply as we come into tip number two. So tip number two is you need to make a list. And I don't mean a, a Christmas list of the things that you want, though you can do that as well. But you need to make a list of the people that you want to give gifts to. And I'm meaning everybody, not just, you know, obviously your um, significant other, your spouse, your kids, um, you know, mom, dad, whoever it is in your family that you normally exchange gifts with. But you also need to think about, do you exchange gifts with coworkers? Do you give gifts to neighbors? Do you give gifts, you know, do you do secret Santas maybe in your church or Bible study or whatever it may be? Make sure that you really list every single person that you plan on or normally give a gift to. After you have your list of your people, then we've got our budget and we have to decide, you know, how much of the budget is going to each gift for each person. Now, ideally, we would have enough funds and we would have enough money in the budget to allocate to be able to purchase gifts for everybody that we want to. But I will tell you what, that has not always been the case for me and it's probably not always the case for you. So for example, my husband's hours were just recently cut at his work um, last month, eight hours a week. So I have to really look at my list of people that I'm buying for and I have to decide when my funds have been cut who I'm going to still purchase gifts for. And this can also help on the stress and the time as well. Really evaluate your list of who you're buying it for. Now for me personally, if it's a child that's in our close family or a child that I want to purchase for that I have a close relationship with and they're still in school, then they stay on the list because I, I, you know, I really, you know, holidays are for everybody, but I especially think that they're for the kids. So the kids stay on the list. So then I start to look at the adults and if you are really stressed for funds, a lot of times other people are too. So you can go to the people, especially if you have a close relationship for you, like they're in your family. And I, we actually did this with my husband's side of the families. We used to buy just for everybody. And then we would do a name draw and it was lots of fun, but a lot of us were getting stressed. And so we went and said, okay, what if we cut out, you know, the name draw and then we don't give gifts or we kind of bring down the level of the gifts that we're giving and everybody was totally on board. So that's what we've done. So that helped in that area. Then another thing too, is a lot of times you'll kind of get in those, um, we have a, I have a really large extended family. I have uh, 10 siblings. So add, you know, siblings, spouses, my nieces and nephews, all that fun stuff. We would do a big name draw, which is great because name drawing definitely helps instead of buying for each individual person. So if you are in a big family and you guys are buying for each individual person, perhaps you could have everybody go in and you could just draw and then you would buy for one person. So that can be a solution to cutting down the number of people for your budget wise that you need to. I think most people 
are on board with that. I've had a couple people who have commented and, and told me that you know they had someone who was kind of offended that they didn't want to or couldn't afford to give gifts anymore. But I think if you um, if you're a Christian, pray about it first, and then you know go to them with just a, you know a humble spirit and just being like, hey, looks this is kind of where things at. Could we maybe do this differently this year? It would be really helpful. And I think most of the time people are totally on board with that. After we've got our list of all of our people and then all of our gifts, and we've looked at ways that we can trim that back. So for us, there was a big family name draw. After you went through, look at where you can drop. So one of the things that we did at my work as coworkers is we were exchanging gifts, but it was kind of getting like, okay, what do I get so-and-so and what can I actually give them that they're really gonna want for this certain dollar amount? So what we decided to do instead was give the gift of experience and relationship with one another. Instead, we decided not to exchange gifts anymore, and instead, we go out for a meal together. We just buy our own food, and we go out and we have dinner, which is way cheaper than buying gifts for everybody, and we just enjoy one another's company, and it has been a really great bonding experience. It's taken a lot of the stress off of trying to find things, and it's just enriched our relationships. If you can do that, then I think that that is one of the best gifts, and it takes stress off of you and creates a relaxing bonding time. So that's one thing that you could do, especially for groups. Okay, okay so with your list, so I told you, you know, budget and list, they're going to interlap. Once you got your list, you got to keep that list with you guys, and it's going to serve two purposes. One of the things that we're going to do with our list is we've got all of our people, and we're going to decide budgeted for each person, how much we're gonna be able to spend. Then we're gonna decide what we want to get them. We might not know exactly what we wanna get each person yet, but for a lot of people, you've kinda of got an idea and you may have some gifts picked out for certain people already. Put those down, what you wanna get next to them, you know, by their name. And then as you get them, obviously mark that off. And then as you find gifts and you make gifts for each person, you're gonna write it down, you're gonna mark it off. But we've got a third step. And I gotta put this in here because this totally happened to me probably multiple times and it's probably happened to you at one point or another. Now I really would love to be perfectly organized in a great and perfect world and I would love to buy gifts all year long for people and put them away so that by the time Christmas rolls around the 1st of December, then I have already got all of my gifts, everybody allocated for, I've spread my budget out over the whole year and that would be like wonderful, right? Like it would be that ah, moment. Okay, sorry for the singing, I am not a singer, but. <laughs> Rarely does that happen for me, which is why I'm sitting here on November, November 3rd. I've got a few gifts purchased, but in the years past, I have purchased gifts. In fact, for my two of my younger brothers, we had got in at my work in the springtime when camping season and outdoor and all that stuff comes rolling around here in the Pacific Northwest. We got in these really cool um, lighters. They looked like fishing poles and they were long. So if you're lighting a burner or needing to light a fire, you know, your hand's not super close to the flame. They were really, really cool. And my brothers are outdoorsmen, that kind of a thing. So I got them these lighters. I'm like, these are going to be perfect to go with their gifts at Christmas time. I got them. I was feeling so good. Here it is in June and I'm buying Christmas presents and I brought them home and I hit them in a really good spot so that I would know where they were and nobody would see them. Cause I got my husband one too for his stocking. Yeah. November and December roll around and I could not find those lighters anywhere. I looked high and low, all my normal spots that I put them, I could not find them. I just couldn't find them anywhere in the whole house. And so I just gave up and I'm like, okay, we're gonna go to second gift choices. Got them their presents, everything was great. A year later, y'all, a year later, I find the lighters in a really great spot. Nobody was gonna find them, including myself, which probably tells you a little bit about my organization. Moral of this story, on your list of people, 
with your budget, what you're getting and when it's bought. If you hide it, put on your list where you hid it. I'm just telling you, it's gonna save you a lot of money and a lot of ink. That is what I am doing now. So in my story, I am talking about these lighters that eluded me for over a year for giving as a gift. And I've actually linked to the specific lighters in case you wanna check those out. They make a great guy or gal's gift as well in the show notes. And then of course, you're gonna to have to keep this master list. And if your kids' names are on it, you might not wanna write down the hiding spot just in case they find your list. Cause I take mine with me um, if I'm gonna be going to the store and that kind of a thing. So some of your kids may be super sleuthed, might not wanna have their hiding spot down there or necessarily what you're getting them. But for everybody else on your list, I recommend doing that. The fourth thing, and this is really when it comes into your homestead homemade Christmas, which I know everybody is super excited about cause we all love that part. Look first, look around your home or your homestead, you need to look around at supplies that you've already got on hand because chances are, if you're into doing homemade and homesteading, you've got supplies, either things that you've grown yourself or you've made yourself or supplies from other past projects in your home already. And for most of us over the years, right, we've just determined that, that we, that we forget what we've got and where we've put things. You probably have more supplies on hand than you actually realize. So go and do an inventory of your, you know, your craft or your sewing, your fabrics, whatever supplies that you have that can be made into things. Same thing if you do um, homemade like body care gifts, sugar scrubs, homemade lotions and soaps, those types of things. Look at your supplies, see what you've already got. Keep, put an inventory down. Now, because homemade things are awesome, but as we said, we have to have a budget for our time and a budget for the gifts. And I don't know about you, but there have been a lot of times where I have like seen something on Pinterest, a blog post, magazine, whatever, gotten this great idea that I'm gonna make these homemade gifts for da da da, like all the ladies on my list or all the guys or whatever. And so I go and I buy my supplies and I get so excited when I'm in the supply store because I love all that kind of stuff. And I way overspend or it costs more to get all the supplies because I didn't already have any of them at home or I double bought. I had them at home. I didn't do an inventory and didn't realize that I already had enough of that item. I didn't need to repurchase it. Therefore, I spend like two or three times the amount to make it homemade than what I have would have purchased it if I had already bought it at the store, not even accounting for my time factor. That's why in being a true homemade homestead frugal Christmas, we need to look at what we've already got at home and try and figure out a way to one, not purchase anything, just use the things that you've got at home to create some gifts. And you have to get a little bit more creative usually when that happens. Or two, go with what you've got main ingredient or main supply wise, where you only have to buy a couple of things to complete that project. Because that is gonna save you a ton of angst and a ton of money and a ton of time. Of course, you're like, well, what are some things that we could be making? And we are gonna dive into that series as we go up to Christmas here. So I do Facebook Live videos, which are then turned into, um, I will upload it to YouTube and then also into a podcast and write a blog post because I know not all of you bandwidth wise can watch all of the videos, can't always make it every day, time, every week. Some of the fun ideas and things that we can get started with now because we're early enough is one, this is gonna give you the perfect time this week. You have the whole week, weekend coming up to do your budget, to do your list and to do your inventory. So you know the supplies that you have on hand. And one of the things that I love to make, and I make it especially this time of year because I give it, give it as gifts, and I don't know about you guys, but my skin, once the weather turns cold and dry, 
it seems to suck the moisture out of your skin and my hands get really, really dry. So one of my favorite things to do, it's super easy, it's only three ingredients, it takes like 15 minutes, no joke from start to finish, is to make homemade lotion bars. You'll wanna make sure that you've got supplies on hand, it's shea butter, coconut oil, and beeswax, and then if you wanna add any kind of fragrance, then you can do that as well. You can do it with essential oils or fragrance oil, whatever. So I'm giving you a list there of the things that you need. And then we'll do that on our Facebook Live coming up. And I'll walk you through how to make those. But those are really great. They don't have to cure like regular soap. And you just melt them. It's super easy. One of the things I like to do early because my skin gets so dry, then I have them for myself. And then I can give them as gifts. And it makes a whole lot because you can make them relatively small. So those are good things that you can gift to a lot of people or you can add to a gift. Another thing that I like to do is I like to go through, because I, if, if you aren't familiar with me, I have an addiction to mason jars and canning, y'all. So just putting that out there. I love to go through, and this is a really homesteading part, is I like to go through and I like to see from the crops that we have raised and the food that I have put up is I always make special jams and jellies and pickles and things. And especially for family, I know which family members really like certain recipes or certain foods. So I can create like a homemade gift basket. So I can put in there their favorite home can things, apple pie filling, apple pie jam, um, red pepper garlic jelly, which all those recipes, by the way, are on my blog. So you can grab those, lispinoris.com. So look through your home stuff but again, it does cost money for our supplies. So I love to do food mixes in jars. I'm a foodie. Can you tell that? Can you tell that, you guys? I love my food. So I like to do home, and it all has to be, though, I like homemade and from scratch so that we don't have one that's much cheaper because you're paying for labor when you're buying it prepackaged in the store, right? We don't want to pay for that. And you get to control the ingredients, which is a big deal for me because I like things to be as unprocessed or as healthy as possible, but still tasting good. I like to do up food mixes in jars. And of course, you know, I'll be having some new recipes and stuff coming out so that you can do that as well. And I like to just give up a whole big basket because it's got variety and it's got fun things. And for me, it's a lot easier a lot of times to make smaller gifts to create a big or a full homemade gift than it is to do like a really huge project because I do love to quilt. And I love to sew, but if you're making a quilt for someone or you're sewing something, that is a lot bigger time investment and usually monetarily investment as well for just one person. And not that I don't think that one person is worth it, but we have to be realistic going back to our budget. So a large part of this episode was actually from our Facebook Live broadcast that we do every Thursday morning. And this was a question that came in at the end of the live recording of this podcast and I wanted to share it because it is very timely for the holidays that we have coming up. And I think that you guys will really enjoy it if you don't happen to have this one already. Vicki, my pie crust is amazing. Thank you. That is my great grandmother's pie crust recipe. And though I never, I don't remember eating it by her hand, I always feel connected to her when I make it. And she was a fabulous baker. And I agree, it is the best pie crust. I have people who tell me they have never been able to make a good pie crust before. They're a total pie crust failure. And they try her recipe and it totally works for them. And then they email me and they're like, I made my first pie crust that was a success ever. And I get so excited. I'm like, thank you, grandma. So anyways, um, yes. So we'll have recipes, all kinds of fun things like that. And so quick recap is to set your budget, both time-wise and money then to write out your list and then apply your budget to your list of people. 
and if there are any areas that you could cut out on your people so maybe if you're gift giving to a whole group say a co-workers or that kind of a thing see if you can all agree to not give gifts and instead go out for an evening together where you just go out to dinner and spend time that can cut that out if you're giving to everybody individually see if you could put it um, collectively into a name draw instead type situation or if you're in name draws and that's still too much ask if you could bow out instead and of course we will be talking as we go further down into getting closer to Christmas I will be sharing here every Thursday morning 8:30 a.m. Pacific time my homemade Christmas ideas for making both gifts and homemade decoration because I love to decorate for the holidays but I like to do it Laura Ingalls style where I'm not purchasing a whole lot from the store so we're gonna be getting to all that and then our tip number four um, well kind of tip number three but kind of falls into tip number four was to look around your home and take an inventory of the supplies and the things that you already have on hand that you could turn into gifts so you don't double buy or double purchase and try to be creative and use the stuff you already have at home to create some homemade gifts. For our verse of the week. So at the time of this recording, which is actually I'm finishing up this part, the verse of the week on November 9th, 2016. For those of us that are in the United States, we just had the election results and a new president is in Canada. See, now I do not do politics um, because I think that most of the time you just end up driving people apart so that's not the purpose of this, but I did want to give a little bit of a preface as to why I picked this verse and kind of what's going on um, in my heart. So this verse I feel is really applicable and it's from Psalm 62 and it's actually Psalm 62 verse 5 all the way through 8. My soul wait only upon God and silently submit to him for my hope and expectation are from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense and my fortress. I shall not be moved. With God rests my salvation and my glory. He is my rock of unyielding strength and impenetrable hardness, and my refuge is in God. Trust in, lean on, rely on, and have confidence in him at all times. You people, pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us, a fortress and a high tower. What I have to remind myself, and many of you might need this reminder as well, is it doesn't matter who is in power, what party is ruling, that is not where our faith is supposed to be. Because it doesn't matter who is elected official or who is a ruler in a land, because God is on the throne. God is the ultimate ruler. No matter what, he is the king of kings. That is where our faith should lie. God is sovereign. He is in control. He alone is our refuge. That is my multiple verses there, though, for the week. And what I really want to make sure that I'm exhibiting and anytime we start to worry about something is to remember that he is in control and he is my refuge and my rock. And I hope that that brings you comfort as well. I want to thank you so much for joining me today and I look forward to being with you on the next episode and I want to share if you do not have it I have a full-on pioneering today homestead Christmas where I share our favorite Christmas recipes homemade decorations all of the stuff of being a pioneer Christmas and get this it's totally free so you can go and grab your copy and get cracking at melissaknorris.com this is episode number 95 and so you can get my full-on ebook with everything to help make a frugal homemade Christmas thank you guys so much for joining me and I will be seeing you next week